Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We are here with another amazing episode, if I do say so myself. Uh, this is Kelsey Aida, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with Lindsay, and also we have a very special guest today named Ashley Gordon, and she is one of our new badass manifesting friends who basically coaches coaches to manifest their dream careers, their dream businesses, and their dream life. So we have another manifesting maven on board today, and that's basically what we're going to be talking about. So we're super excited to have her. Ashley, welcome on. Thank you. That was yeah. so beautiful. Thanks. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Um, can I, can I uh, ask you, Ashley, Kelsey, I think we should just probably ask her like where she came from and what she's doing and how she got into this. Yeah, give um, us your manifesting story. Like what brought you on board to the world of medicine? Where'd you come from, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question and I love it. <laughs> and so, give us the cliff notes. <laughs> the cliff notes are that um, my mom actually introduced me to the, the movie The Secret. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Hey, yeah, we had Joe Vitale like- on the show in case you didn't know that. What? Yeah, he was oh, one of our amazing. first guests. He's wonderful. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah, so great. cool. It was so fun. Wow. I got to listen to that episode. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, love him. Yeah. So he was on The Secret and I basically know every word to that, that movie because I've watched it like 500 times. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom introduced me to The Secret when I was 18 at a time where I was like just devastated and lost from a, a high school boyfriend, first love mm-hmm. breakup. High school boyfriend and, are the worst. Right? <laughs> crazy. Um, it was, it was so bad at the time. And then she showed me the movie. And I was like, Oh, our thoughts become our reality. Got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So I just kind of took that and ran with it and became really obsessed with learning about it and did everything I could to educate myself on mindset and emotional well-being and how to be the master of your life and, impl- and really focus your energy on what you want. And I was really good at manifesting. Like I, I would practice, you know, I was 18. So over those years, I'd practice like going into bars and manifesting free drinks and manifesting parking spots. And I started with little things and I I became a master at those. But at the time I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And I was, it was really challenging for me to manifest like my purpose or my soulmate or bigger things right? The, the little things came easy. And I'm like, I was totally stumped with, if I can do these little things and I must be able to do the bigger things. So that's where like deeper inquiry came in around belief system work. And then I wanted to develop myself more. So became a um, yoga teacher, tried like everything under the sun to learn more about myself. And 
And that kind of is what led me into coaching. And there's a, there's, you know, more saga along the way, but the long story short is that I, I had a lot of trial and error, which I think a lot of people can relate to of like trying things and hating them, having office jobs and then hating them. I worked in real estate with my um, now in-laws for a very long time. And I was a real, well, for four years, it felt like forever, (laughs) but you know, and I, I, discovered that I love working with people and I loved helping people and talking with people, but I I was in a really toxic environment for myself. And I was just manifesting more negativity into my life because I stayed in a situation that wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I, I was like at the lowest of lows that I was like, okay, I need to change this. I need to get out of here. I need to have really hard conversations. And I quit real estate and told my mother-in-law, my future mother-in-law, this was like right before we got married. Like I thought that if I sold a lot of houses that you would love me, it was like a whole acceptance thing. It was a huge lesson learning all of it. But as soon as I quit and we had that clearing, I worked at my yoga studio making $10 an hour. People would come in and just rant to me about their problems because I was at the front desk and I would coach them, but I didn't know I was coaching them. Right. And it kind of evolved from there. And then one day I just was like, I'm a coach. I love and that. It started to happen. Yeah. There's so more, cool. or there's more, but there, I feel like that was just pieces, pieces of it. I love that you said I would coach them and I didn't know I was coaching them. Everyone who is called to become a coach or falls into the coaching or, or yeah. counseling or therapy or anything like that, you've all, you've always been a coach. You've always been a counselor. You've always been a therapist. It's just now you can call yourself that because you've put the right hat on, you know, or you, or you have gotten the right training or the certification. But generally speaking, if people always come to you and they see you in your energy as somebody who can give guidance or wisdom or the next step forward, or even just help them see things in a different way, you're already you're already a coach. And it's so funny. Like I've never met a coach who's just like, yeah, I don't really know how I got into this. <laughs> they right? always, you're you're so right. Like, it's always like, yeah, I've always just been that person for people. And I know I have, I know Kelsey is, and it's just, it's, it's nice. It's wonderful that you were able to find that and, and have the courage to follow that because two things seem to happen when, as you say, we have trial and error and we decide what works and what doesn't. One, we give up way too soon and we just decide that we're okay being uncomfortable and not satisfied and not fulfilled. And we see how long that takes us. For you, it was not very long. (laughs) And you're like, nope, sorry, I need better than this. Um, And the other thing that happens is, well, we just get discouraged and we're just like, well, if this isn't working, then nothing's going to work. And having the courage like you did to be like, there's something out there. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to keep looking until I find it. And tell me if you agree with this, because I feel like that journey of connecting to your spirit, your soul, your whatever lights you up, that feeling where you know you're connected to the universe is kind of addicting. And so anything, Mm -hmm. once you get a a hint of that, you're like, ooh, I want more of this. I want to remember how powerful I am all the time. And so you're going to look for things that echo that desire in you. And it's really beautiful to hear your story. And that's exactly what it sounds like you did. So- Thank you for sharing that. That was a beautiful like way of putting it. Is it, it is addicting to get a get a feel that feeling of, of of unity and oneness and power and 
and purpose in a in a way of not necessarily like okay this is your purpose this is your job or your career but a, a purpose of being connected to something mm-hmm. that's way bigger. and being of value i think that's so right. important for people to know that they are valued and needed mm-hmm. and they can bring something good into the world totally yeah. and i think the part that i left out was that it did take me a long time actually to figure it out like it took a very i didn't figure this out i'm 32 I didn't figure out like that I was going to be a coach. So I was about 27, 28. So, right. So it felt like forever. But one thing I did was I prayed. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know that it's something and I don't know what it is, but I'm so open. I'm ready. I would pray to the universe. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. What is it? Show me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 35. And I didn't know what I was, I didn't fall into hypnotherapy until I was 27. Yeah. My son was seven months old and I was like, I don't want to go back to a regular job. And I had to really ask myself what I wanted to do. Mm. And I've never asked myself that before. Most of us don't. We're just like, what's going to pay me the most to pay my bills? (laughs) And that's it. Um, And these are really important, hard, hard questions. I easily could have gone back to 50 hours a week, would have been very upset. And, but people do it, you know, it's like, that's normal. Um, But I was like, nope flipping the script on this bitch. I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) Ashley, I love how your story demonstrates how your purpose will find you when you're staying in alignment with what feels good to you. Because I believe, and I feel like I've observed in the people's lives all around me, that it's not so much about finding your purpose or creating your purpose. It's like your purpose is going to fall in your lap when you're following your highest excitement. Mm -hmm. When you're living in authenticity. I feel like I'm at church right now. That light you up. (laughs) Take me to church. (laughs) I'm so excited about this conversation. (laughs) So true. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, in those moments though, of, of, it was almost like a a desperation. I'm like, I'm ready. Like, please, Mm -hmm. you know, show me the way. Um, I, I had moments of being in alignment with my authenticity, but I think for me, like I felt so far out of alignment with my authenticity that I was like, this is just wrong. Like this Mm -hmm. path is not the path for me. And I feel, and, 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 but that's what also brings it to you as well. Right. Because it's the the contrast, right? It's like when you're not having your purpose, you want it so much more. You're like, give it to me. And then your desire grows even more. And then there's like more manifesting power behind the universe, like hoping to align you with your purpose. I feel like. So true. So true. And it's funny because it happened in a moment of um, like, I never knew coaching was a thing, but I was, I always held that space for people. Even when I was 13 babysitting, the moms would come home and just lay their hearts out to me. And I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? You know? And I mean, I was there for it. I was there for (laughs) it. Right. And so I was at a wedding actually on the dance floor, drunk with my husband, like jamming out. And I just saw this girl that I had a conversation with at the bachelorette party. She wasn't in the wedding party. So I, I didn't see her till later. And I was like, Carly, you look radiant. You look amazing. And she just turned to me on the dance floor and she was like, Ashley, you changed my life. And it was just like the whole room froze. And I turned to Todd, my husband. I was like, I think I'm supposed to be a life coach. Is that a thing? (laughs) And then I started looking into it and 
started trying that name on and that was a yeah. whole other journey of like even saying you're a coach because there's a lot that comes up for people. They're like, what's that? What do you even do? Is that, do you yeah. even make money doing that? Is that a thing? Well, wow, wow. There's a lot of, you know, judgment around it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's crazy, crazy how it all happens. You're going to find judgment no matter what you do, but, totally. and this, this was, I'm basically talking to myself <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone listening, but no matter what you do, people are going to judge you. So my right. thing was when I realized and I had to say it a few times to myself in order to really hammer it home. Sometimes I still do have to say it, but the right people that are supposed to work with you are going to hear your message and be like, Ooh, that's my people. I need her in my life or, or I need to find out more about her. Um, so trust that for every one person that's going to judge you, there's going to be one, if not more that really, that truly know they're supposed to work with you or that are, that are supposed to be in your ether in some way, shape or form, whether it's in your Facebook group or your, or just your email list or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely don't mind the hate. I think that's coming up a lot now more than ever for a lot of, a lot of people. So it's a great point to make great reminder. So zooming outside of just coaching and let's use the umbrella of purpose. Like let's say anyone who's listening, if you're like feeling like you're relating to the story and you're like, I don't know what my purpose is. I want to know, like I need it. Like this is killing me. Like I just feel like I don't have a purpose. One piece of advice I want to give you and then I'm going to ask for Ashley's advice. My piece of advice is your purpose doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a career, first of all, although it usually does become that later on when it's more like solidified, but your purpose can be literally whatever you want it to be. Like you can choose your purpose. Like if you're like, Mm -hmm. I love loving people, you just make that your purpose. If you love being healthy, like that's your purpose. If you love having fun, like that's your purpose. And I would say like, don't limit yourself to just feeling like you have to have this one big purpose. Like we're all here for many purposes you know, Mm -hmm. to learn, to love, to grow, to do this type of work, to whatever. Like there's a million purposes and you actually get to choose. You don't have to be like blessed with this ultimate big purpose to change the world. Like your purpose could just be like to love being a mom. Like it can be simple, you know? Um, But Ashley, I want to turn this over to you and say like, what are some kind of action steps or perspective shifts that you would give to someone who's really craving their purpose and they're just not sure what it is or where it is or how to connect to it? Yes. And I, I just want to echo what you just said. I love what you just said. And I think the problem when people hear things like that is that they think that it's not good enough. Like, right. oh my, it's not good enough just for my purpose to be love being a mom, or it's not good enough just for me to express love in all ways. It's not good enough for me to just be a kind human. Like whatever, you know, whatever, like whatever statement is your purpose. And I believe like that you can have one statement that defines your purpose that is so powerful that it moves you forward. But a lot of times I'll do these exercises with clients or with just friends and family. And they're like, that's it. Um, hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you are hearing this and you're like, yeah, I feel like it's not enough. Just know that you being alive is enough, right? Mm -hmm. Your existence is enough. So action steps for your purpose. I think the most common thing is to like looking back for me, the the only thing I've ever been passionate about, about was, was manifestation. 
Like that was like the most that I was so passionate about telling everybody about it. Anybody that would listen, people that wouldn't listen, I would just talk about it all the time to them. I mean, some people shushed me, whatever, (laughs) but looking back, I never thought in a million years I could create a whole business out of that or that that would actually be why I'm like here or what I'm here to teach, but I was already doing it and I didn't even know it. So most likely you're already living in your purpose and you're just not aware of it yet. Thank you for saying that. Cause that's the first thing that pops up for me is like, what comes naturally to you? Right. What comes natural to you? What, right. what do you ha- What do you do that really doesn't take much effort and that you feel really good about? For some people, it's gardening. I can't keep yep. anything alive to save my life. Same, some people same. can do it without even like having to think twice. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. has strengths, and I really, really do believe that before you came to this earth, you were equipped with everything you would need to fulfill your purpose. Of course, yep. training and things like that, but innate abilities, natural abilities, are going to facilitate what you're supposed to be here for. I truly, truly believe that. And like we said before, you were already a coach before you were a coach. Kelsey, you were already a, a, a blogger and an author and, a, and I would say a coach. I'm going to say coach because you do bring wisdom and, and perspective to people who need it. So I would say you've been doing that long before you picked up a microphone or a pen. Well, and right? I have an even better example, like me as a hairstylist. So not a lot of people yeah. who listen to this know that I've I actually went to school to be a beautician and I'm a cosmetologist part-time. So like outside of this work, I actually still work in a salon and do hair. Which and is like- why she always looks so cute. Okay. <laughs> and growing up, I was just always good at making everyone and everything around me like more beautiful. I'd be like, oh, this friend needs bangs or this Barbie doll needs pink hair or whatever. And I would like alter everyone and everything. And for some reason, people just like trusted me with scissors. Like even in like high school, my boyfriends would be like, just cut my hair. And I'm like, are you sure? I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, yeah, it always looks fine. So I just like cut everyone's hair or whatever. And then growing up training in ballet, because I, in my mind, I was going to be a professional ballet dancer, but always behind the scenes, I was doing everyone's hair and makeup at recital for the Nutcracker. Like all the other moms would ask my mom, oh, how's Kelsey's hair so good for ballet class? And she just shrugs and is like, I don't know. She does her fucking own hair. She's eight (laughs) years old. Like, we don't know why she's so good. Of course you did at eight (laughs) years old. Of course. And so like, when I look back on my life at like beautifying everyone and everything. And now like, it's so obvious like that I would do hair and makeup and stuff like that. But I think that's an even more clear example of like ever since I was little. And just to give people perspective, here's what I did to my Barbie when I was little. (laughs) Here's my artistic expression. Okay. I cut all of her hair off. I dyed it green with green nail polish. Okay. And I painted and I, and I made it up like a troll's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is my that's the limit of my uh, and then I looked at her and I was like oh she kind of has an alien vibe so I'm gonna paint all of her nails green too <laughs> wasn't enough painted her whole skin so I had a green barbie with troll hair that was like stiff because it was nail polish that's what I did okay so wow that's great and and needless to say I do not cut anyone's hair in my family except for the baby because he don't care um <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, I'm, I'm. I think that that's you know really important though. You know what comes natural to you? Like what have you always been good at? For me, it was yes, talking to people. People would always like find me and tell me things, and then I would do my best, you know, to help them. And including my parents, okay, that's a whole other thing. But they would like tell yeah. me their problems, and I'm like, it's okay, Dad. Don't worry about it. You know, my little <laughs> tiny little girl voice, but it's just always been a thing for me. And when I was 19, I picked up a book about 
reincarnation, choosing your next life, life between life and how we choose our purpose and our, and our, and our families and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, as you felt with manifesting, it was like the veil was lifted. I felt like, Oh, this is the truth. Okay. So as long as I follow this compass of, you know, love and unity and connection, and we are so much more than this dense human body, um, I'll be good. And then so fast forward, I remembered that when I was trying to figure out what I actually love to do, what am I passionate about? And I was like, Ooh, I could do hypnosis. I could do hypnotherapy. And now like, I couldn't possibly do anything else. Like you put me in any other situation, I would feel so uncomfortable. This is where I belong. And I feel like Ashley, that's, this is where you belong. Kelsey, this is where you belong. So the journey to finding where you belong and what feels good it's a long journey and it can change. Tomorrow I might wake up and be like, you know, I actually want to be a circus performer and that's okay. It's not going to happen. But it, if it did, <laughs> that would be just fine. Um, I think it's important to remember that just because we love something one day, we're allowed to change. We're allowed to evolve and morph it into something that we didn't originally anticipate. You know, there's a yeah. lot of leeway yeah. in life. <laughs> I really like that because right. it takes the pressure off. Like I think yeah. people oh think God, yeah. I have to decide today what my purpose is and do it for the rest of my life. And like, that's only going to put you in a state of resistance because you're so stressed yes. to make yes. that decision. But when you let go and you're like, well, I'll try this and I can always change my mind later. Like that feels so different. And then you can actually relax into it and like, I mean, enjoy just like the marriage, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you don't go into your marriage thinking that, but uh, I kind kidding. of feel like it would help if it, you were it would help in yeah, that if you space. Thought, like, there was, there's ultimately, this, yes. Ultimately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's this episode of Reno 911 where, they, where they're getting married. I don't know if you guys have watched the show. I'm obsessed because it's hilarious. It's like a serious comedy, um, kind of like The Office where it's like a mockumentary. And they're getting married and she goes, I promise to love you and be in this marriage until... I don't want to anymore. <laughs> and I was like, that is absolutely so perfect because it's like immediately takes all the pressure off the marriage. But if you look at it that way and the same with your career, I'm not saying do that, but with your career, just be like, I choose to be in this chair. I choose to do this work and I choose to feel good about what I'm doing. Then the destination doesn't even matter because you're going to be feeling good the entire way there hmm. and beyond, yeah. you know? Yes, yes. But don't yes. get married thinking you're just going to like be done in a year or less. <laughs> That's well, probably bad advice. <laughs> this is all temporary, isn't it? That so. is true. That is true. I, I want to offer a resource that was so helpful to me, which was it's a children's book. And oh, it's love it. called The Little Soul and the Sun. Cute. The Little Soul and the Sun. It's by Neil Donald Walsh. And it really, oh, love him. it's just such, everybody needs to read this little book. It's I so have cute. three boys, so I will be oh, buying wow. this book. Yes. Yes. Story time for sure. Story time. Um, and another thing I want to say about purpose is that uh, I used to teach yoga to drug and alcohol rehab and something that I was really passionate about was helping them find their purpose and helping them identify with what it is. And, um, I have a course that we'll talk about later, but it, it, I kind of went, took them through it and took them through their purpose statements and watching them wake up to this was so, it was just so beautiful. It was so, um, I don't know. It was just, it was amazing. But the thing that really stood out to me was that what they were realizing was that most of the time their purpose was the opposite of what they were actually living. 
Okay. So for example, um, if someone had no family, right, but their purpose was connection, they were confused. They were like, this isn't my purpose. Like, I don't understand what this is, but it's the opposite of what they were experiencing. So how can we actually truly know our purpose in life if we don't experience the opposite of it? Absolutely. So true. Word. Yeah. It was really cool. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes you can look at your life and say, okay, whatever you're experiencing that feels really bad or wrong or off, usually the opposite end of that is, is your purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. If you, yeah, I'm trying to apply that to my life right now. That's so good. Well, it goes back to the whole manifesting conversation of contrast being the birth of your desire, you know, right. Which I like to give contrast the credit that is due because it's like step zero in the manifesting process. And a lot of people resist it. Of course, when you're in the contrast, it's going to feel shitty. But I mean, afterwards, when you're reflecting on it, you can have appreciation for it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, manifestation has like this wrap of rainbows and butterflies and it's just not. Like it's not always that. It's not always that. It's not always free Starbucks from the person in front of you at the drive-thru or whatever. Right. I know (laughs) there's days. But but the parking spot thing really works. It does. I've used it. It never has failed me before, ever. Oh, yeah. I I would encourage everyone to try it. You want to tell people how to try it real quick? Because I think everyone should definitely try this. And it works for you because you trust without a shadow of a doubt that it's always going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. That that parking spot, it's, it's always there. It's never not there. And so, you know, the thing about the parking spot is visualizing the first spot or whatever spot you want before you get to the actual place. You're actually creating that reality, feeling the feeling of that. Yes, I got the spot. Visualize pulling into the spot and like breathing a sigh of relief that you don't have to like drive around the parking lot and look for it. So you're creating it before it happens and it will always happen. It always has happened for me. I find for me that uh, patience and, and... Yeah, patience is a huge lesson for me. I'm like letting go. True for me. For yeah, I'm probably for everyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes the spot might like for me, like it might not be there right when I pull up. But if Uh I just go around once or twice, I will get it. But sometimes I'll give up on it before Mm -hmm. I get it. And I'll park, you know, way back there and I'm walking into the store and the first spot's pulling out and I'm like that's yep. my spot. <laughs> like if yep. I just would have had more patience and waited for like five more minutes, it would have been there. Gosh, how much of a microcosm is that for whole, for your whole life? Whole you know, life. that there's that phrase of like three feet from gold. Don't give up. Oh yeah. Because you could be three feet. From, there were, I don't, I forget the whole story, but there was these miners and they were doing the mining and they were mining and mining for days and days and days and days and months. And then they, they're like, okay, we're never going to get anything. We should just give up. And when they gave up, they were actually three feet away from from the gold. And so, gosh, a little bit more patience can just, or, or perseverance or trust, yeah, all of it. trust is trust. a big one. Willingness, oh. allowing, let the universe do its best work for you and don't give up three feet from gold. I think that's a great lesson for every day, every single day. Yeah. I say that to myself all the time. Three feet from the gold, three feet mm-hmm. from the gold. Yeah. You never know. Kelsey, have you heard so that story? True. No, but I like it because it's like the same as what I always say, like, do you want it now or do you want it better? Yes. Kelsey is, that's, that's her. That's my my impatience mantra. Whenever I'm feeling impatient, I'm like, well, do you want it now or do you want it better? 
bitch. Ooh, be patient. I love that. <laughs> and then she calls herself a bitch. So it works out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to just... In an enduring way. Yeah. Tough love. Little love slap. Yeah. 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 I do that with myself, but I'll like look in the mirror and I'll be like, get it together. <laughs> get it together, sister. You got this. Get it together. Uh, I do that too. I did that yesterday. <laughs> I had to have a really hard conversation yesterday and I was really nervous about mm-hmm. it. I was like hyperventilating nervous and Ugh. I just put on some like rap music and I was like, get it together, get it together. And I just like really hyped myself up for it. And I, and I spoke my truth and I feel like, you know, that's a big thing. It's just, it's just yeah, finding the courage somewhere. So <laughs> is that, awesome. is that your, I would say not your favorite way. Is that one of your go-to ways to find courage in hard moments is to just listen to really loud music and swear at yourself? Sometimes it works. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying like, do you it's have- either like that or the opposite of, of getting really still and quiet and just tuning into my heart and breathing. Yes. It depends on. I think I moment. might need the first idea because I try to do the hand on heart. And sometimes I'm so this weekend I had, I don't know if you call it a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack, so I don't know. But I was like laying down and my whole body was like shaking. And I was like, mm. what is happening? Sounds like a panic but, but I also, but my breathing wasn't like shallow. I was really working hard to like keep taking deep breaths. But my body, it's the first time in my entire life I felt like I was truly out of control of my body. And I've never felt that way. And it, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not like not being in control. And so I was just like trying to like examine like what is happening. I really do feel like it must have been like a sugar overload because I don't usually eat. Uh, like a full breakfast in the morning, I'll have like a banana or something. And that morning I had coffee and an entire like French toast breakfast. So I I was, I'm thinking I was probably just like, I don't know, sugar overload. And I'm also like a default sort of anxiousy person. So never been diagnosed, but I'm just like that person, Kelsey knows. Um, And so like those two factors together, I feel like I don't, I just don't like it. So I think if I got up and put on some rap music and just started like yelling, like, you're fine. Everything's good. It's yeah. going to be a great day. Or, you know, in my white mom rappy voice, um, I think that it might have actually like just shake out, shake it out. Because when yeah. it's all pent up, you need that energy flow and you need that way to like release. Kelsey and I are really big on like just processing, releasing. And sometimes yeah. you got to shake it out. Kelsey's big on dance, uh, as we heard earlier. So that's something she loves to do too. Uh, what do you do? Calm down, amp up. What does it do? It does all the things, right, Kels? I mean, yeah, it depends on the scenario. <laughs> for me, I use dance for a lot of different reasons. Like if I'm really sad, I'll like express mm-hmm. it through dance. Or if I'm really excited, I'll like jump around. Or if I just feel tired, I'll dance in like a tired way. Or if I want to change my state, then maybe I'll like be in a more excited way and, and kind of like alter it that way. Sometimes I want to amplify how I'm feeling to release it that way. Or sometimes I do just really need to change my state if I feel like I'm mm-hmm. out, out, like overstate my welcome in that emotion. I'm like, okay, now you're just ruminating. Let's move on. What a great way to say that. Overstate my welcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good distinction too. And like thinking back to that high school relationship, I used to like play all of our songs and like be really sad and like I'm so sad. And then I would get to the point where I'm like, no, I'm just like deciding to be here. But that gave me an outlet to feel until I was over feeling. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have Keep to have the balance. I have playlists for all the different heavy emotions. <laughs> so when I she need does. it, I can like really process it quickly with these sad, sad songs. I'm or like find your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have like a bunch. I have one that's called sad songs that make you want to dance. And that's for when I want to dance when I'm sad. And then I have like sad songs that are for heartbreak because I'm like the queen of heartbreaks. I've been heartbroken in so many intense ways, like so many times. I just, I'll share all the playlists with you later. Don't worry. Maybe I'll post okay. them on Patreon if y'all are interested in those. <laughs> but yeah, we've talked about posting those before. Oh, okay. So that needs to become a reality. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Writing it down. Yeah, for sure. Patreon we need to manifest that. Playlists. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, speaking of helping yourself, we are all for counseling, therapy, coaching. Obviously, we're all a bunch of life coaches here. But aside from that, sometimes you need an actual therapist to help you work through your stuff. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. And BetterHelp is an amazing resource because you can have access to therapy completely virtually online. So instead of going to a therapist's office every week and sitting on the couch and doing the whole thing that you see in movies, you can sit on your couch in your PJs and talk to your therapist via video chat or on the phone and still have the same amount of relief the same amount of progression forward, but everything is online, which obviously is very helpful these days when we have to stay home a lot and whatnot. Um, You can actually start communicating in under 24 hours with the professional that you get matched with. And basically you do a little assessment in the beginning. What do you need help with? What are your goals? What are you focusing on? Better help matches you with someone. And then let's say worst case scenario, you don't love that professional. You can always switch. Um, And it's a really affordable option. I mean, I just only have great things to say about it. Lindsay? Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) And I just, I love, I love that you can like, it, it is, I mean, it is, but I love that you can, they actually take the time to like match you with somebody. You're not just calling random numbers in a phone book. Are there phone books anymore? Anyway, you can actually <laughs> get matched with somebody. Yes, Yelp, exactly. Who who maybe specializes in what you need. And actually, we are here for you guys because if you go to betterhelp.com slash vibin, you can get 10% off your first month of finding somebody, talking to them, and processing some stuff that maybe you have a little more time to process now. So go to betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Vibin to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Yes, do that. It's great. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, so back to our conversation. So we (laughs) talked a lot about purpose. I want to get your take, Ashley, on taking messy inspired action because I saw that you put an Instagram post about it recently and I was like, okay, she's into this at the moment. So let's chat about it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. So messy inspired action. Someone actually commented on that post and said, what is messy action? Great. And I was That's like, a great huh. starting point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, let's break it down. I mean- I'm curious what you guys think, but from my perspective, it's really just having a download of inspiration, right? Like I'm supposed to be a coach or it can be small. Like I should reach out to this person and taking action on it without overthinking, without being afraid of judgment with or with being afraid of judgment and just going for the thing that you feel inspired to do. And when you do that, the universe will always meet you halfway. And so you know, everything that I've created so far in my business and even in my life has been messy inspired action. Like Mm -hmm. even my husband, I was, I was, um, inspired to, he, he 
his real estate office was uh, on the same street as my apartment. So I would notice this man in the window and I'm like, hmm, who is that guy? I lived there for two years, never noticed him, would walk by his office and just all of, all of a sudden started noticing him. And I had this, this download of inspiration, like you need to reach out to this man. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And what do we do when we get that? We tend to fight against our inspiration. Yep. Tell us it's not, we shouldn't do that. Like it's too risky, whatever the story is that we tell ourselves. And it wasn't until like a month went by and I finally just was like, screw it. I'm emailing him. I'm doing it. And I did. And he turned out to be my husband. So, Hey, I could have, awesome. I mean, he could have said not interested. Like, you know, I asked him for like help on buying a house, which I wasn't <laughs> 22 at the time. So I love this story. I was just a broke college student, but um, yeah, I mean, if I didn't do that, my whole life would be different. So, Wait, what year did you get married? Five years, 2015. Okay, what's your what's your anniversary? I'm just curious. I'm weird. April 26th. Oh, a spring wedding. I'm March 23rd. So it was Ooh, in for California. Yeah. It was like perfect weather in March. Gorgeous so. weather. Yeah. Well, yes. I, that yeah. is an awesome story. I love that you're like. Who's <laughs> that? That's kind of how I manifested my career because I the the institute that I was going to study at happened to be down the street from where I was working before I had my son, and I was like, how have I never seen this building before? It's it's on Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana, California. Like it's not a small area. How have I never seen this building? And it was just like everything clicked into place, which is so telltale of any situation that you kind of know you're supposed to be in. So yeah. Thank you, real estate for helping Ashley yeah. find her husband. <laughs> and <laughs> ultimately my purpose, because if it wasn't exactly. real estate, I never would have made that pivot. So exactly, exactly. It's funny how in the beginning of the conversation, we talked about how you realized it wasn't the right fit for you. And as we keep talking about it, it's like, wow, it was a very huge like pillar for you to to get to, as I'm sure you've put these pieces together, but um, having just become acquainted with you, it's very apparent that real estate was supposed to play a huge role in your life to get you where you are. And that's so true for, for everyone. Like the things that even if they don't fit, they have a purpose and they serve a huge purpose in just being a stepping stone across the stream of where you're supposed to be. I don't know if that's a weird analogy, but I said it. Oh, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's my, that's my example of a messy inspired action. What does I it love mean it. to you guys? Uh, great question. I would say to me, it's a very similar definition and I'm just going to say it from a perfectionist angle. It's like not getting in your own way when you feel inspired and yeah. doing it anyway, like how you said, even if you don't know how to do it perfectly or how to do it right or how to do it in the best way, but at least going in the direction of what you want and following mm -hmm. the inspiration quickly, I think is also another important thing because mm -hmm. it, inspiration has like a momentum to it. To me, I see inspiration as like a wave and you can either ride the wave, like surf it or not. Like if you take too long to get up on your board, you're going to miss that wave, you know, and it's either going to be given to someone else or you're, it's not going to come back around for a while. And I'm not saying this to like scare people into following their inspiration, but it's like you have a moment to really ride it. So ride it. Like that's yeah, what it is to that. me. Amen. I just feel like I love the wave thing. <laughs> Because yeah. because the reality is, it is like a wave. And Kelsey, you are amazing at riding those waves. I'm not, not 
I'm not. Okay. I feel inspired at the worst, not the worst times. They're always the best times, like in the shower or when I don't have my phone, whatever. And then by the time I like get in a position, I'm like, oh, should I? And right. I and then you don't have the inspiration anymore. Right. But the thing, the reason I love the wave analogy is because there will always be another wave. True. Mm-hmm. That's with manifesting too. You can never miss your shot. There will always be another opportunity as long as you are open to respond to that knock on the door, that opportunity. And messy action to me, messy inspired action. I love breaking things down because when people think of, well, I want to be a coach. Oh, that's so hard. I can't even think of what it takes to do that. I don't even know the steps. I'm not going to do it. So instead I, what, what's one thing, one thing you can do today that will help you get in that direction. Well, maybe I could research what it takes to be a coach. Maybe I could see what people are doing in my area or Google stuff. I don't know. Do some research. Of course, there's a fine line between too much research and like holding yourself back. But I think that in the beginning, it really can help to give confidence and to give, uh, as Kelsey said, momentum to help keep you going forward. In Frozen 2, which I'm a mom, so bear with me here. We watch Frozen 2 and there's there's this saying that it's like, you've seen it? Okay. Yeah, I saw it too. Don't worry. Oh, good, good, good. Because I'm a child. You know You know how they I'm say a cool like aunt. Okay. That's right. That's right. You know how they say like the next right thing. What is okay, that's too big. Let's break it down. And I do that so often with clients. So when I saw that in the movie, I was like, oh my God, that's I love that they included that. Like we can't do all that right now. What's the next right thing we can do? There's always a next right thing. There is. There always is. And it and it's easier than thinking about the whole flight of stairs. If you could just take yeah. one step at a time, you don't have to look at the 10 floors you have to climb or whatever, however big it is. Um, anyway, that's to me, that's what it is. I love chunking it down. It's what it's called, chunking it down. I love and, chunking it down. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> and, and so chunked up my whole life. And then let's chunk it down now. So chunked up. It's just so much more accessible for people and so much more like a breath of fresh air where they don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to start. That's it. All the universe wants is effort. That's it. And I think that's what messy inspired action is to me. And I think it builds. Sorry. It does. No, not at all. I was just going to say like it builds. Like, I mean, as soon it takes a level of courage and bravery to step up and and do something that you feel inspired to do or say or create. And once you do that, then you feel like you can do the next thing, right? The, The next step, the next logical step or the next hard thing or whatever it is for you. Um, and it will lead you to places that will literally blow your mind. It, it totally. has for me. It has for me. Like in just in October or November, I got the download to actually the inspiration to actually create a coaching certification. And at first it was like, I can't do that. That's big. That's too big. Like that is a big, big idea. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a lot. But I took messy inspired action every single step of the way. And even just through the way I launched it, I mean, it was the biggest launch I ever, ever had with the least amount of of traditional effort that I was putting into other launches. And it was because it was so aligned, but I went forward even through all the doubt, all the fear, all the, all the things that were coming up for me. And it, and it was, it, it blew my mind and it took me to a whole nother level of purpose, but that all started from messy action. Yay. I love yeah. that. See, you can do anything guys, anything. <laughs> you can do it. 
I feel like we're like those fairy godmothers. Who I was like just gonna say on that. The shoulder and like, you can do it. Dream bigger. <laughs> Honestly, and the best best thing I can relate this to is if you see one other person. I mean, you don't have to because you can you could create a brand new thing if you wanted. But if there's one other person doing anything similar to what you're doing, it's absolutely possible for you to take it to that level or higher. I mean, you are your own limit. Your imagination is the limit. So you can, you have complete control over how successful or not successful you are. All it takes is aligning your energy, aligning your mind, and just making the decision. How important was making the decision in your journey, Ashley? It's all, it all comes down to that, doesn't it? It, it all does. comes down to making the decision. And, and, and that, you can manifest anything instantly by just deciding like this yes. is what you're creating and, and you're on track for that. So yeah, the decision was everything. And I remember those moments of decision mm-hmm. like very, very clearly because they, sometimes they're scary and they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you always remember the most important decisions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, decide. That's step one always. Yeah, because even even by not deciding, you're deciding. If you if you decide, well, I'm not going to make a decision on that. Okay, well, that is your decision. You can sit in this for a few as long as you want to, but one day you're going to be like, ugh, I'm so uncomfortable. Ew, what if what if I just take one step to the left over here, and it feels so much better? And you're like, okay, all right, I'm good. And that's a decision. So just make the decision. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be yours. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelsey. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of limitation, I want to talk about playing bigger in life and in general. And I'm not necessarily, because I think when people think of playing bigger, they think of manifesting more money and having more stuff and more cars and more houses and more wives and whatever it is. More wives. Sorry, I was watching that show, Three Wives or whatever, so it's in my mind. (laughs) But um, like playing bigger as in dreaming bigger and I guess, opening your mind up to new possibilities that maybe you've never thought of. So what are some of your thoughts and messages around playing bigger, dreaming bigger, being more open to things that are even better than what you can imagine, that type of thing? Yeah. So when I teach on manifestation, the first thing is about making a decision, right? deciding what you want. And then the second thing is declaring what you want and not being afraid to dream bigger. I think one of the biggest challenges people have is that they uh, limit themselves, right? Like we were saying, like they just, they don't allow themselves to have it all. And I see it over and over again. And I would say really what is in the way for you having it all? Like, what are you actually afraid of to have all all that you desire, all the love, all the connection, all the money, all the, all the things that you truly want in your heart. And an example is like, I used to walk on the beach with my husband or my boyfriend at the time. And we would be in Florida and I'd be like, Oh my God, look at these houses. Like I love all these homes. And I'm like, which one do you want? And just dreaming, right? Just being, being dreamy. And he would be like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, dream with me. Like, please, <laughs> just, just let's talk about it. And I, and I think I love him for that because he's, he's so content with him, with his own life and with what everything he does have. But at the same time, it's safe to want more. And that the, ha- the home is just an example, but for everything, it's, it's safe to allow yourself to have and want more. And I don't, I don't really 
I don't really know what stops people from allowing themselves to have that other than believing that they don't deserve it or they're not worthy of it. And I think that is a pandemic in its in its own right. It totally, pandemic and it's one that we've been living yeah. with for centuries, probably, um, yeah. or you, that it's you, just not possible for them. Right, right, not possible too. for yeah. them. Yeah, right. Like, right. oh, everyone else can, but not me. That wouldn't happen. For well, that's me that for comes down reason. to worthiness. Yeah. Why am I different? Why Why should I not have this if if they have it? Um, what, what about me is telling my, telling me that I can't do that. Um, and you know, sometimes we have these built-in beliefs from our parents who well-meaning as they were just had a different idea of what was possible. And then we carry that with us to adulthood. And, uh, it, it really, really affects what we think is possible in some ways. And if you're really struggling with that, I mean, I had, I had this, I have this beautiful soul that's been in a few of my programs and, one of the things that she struggled with is that she just doesn't feel comfortable getting paid for her work. She's a massage right. therapist and she's a hypnotherapist actually. Hey. And she just does not like, she cannot wrap her mind. Like she's like, actually you can get paid for your work. Like I'm willing to pay you all this money for, you know, helping me, but I'm not, I, I just, it's not for me. Like I can't do it. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like if that's you and you're in those scenarios where you're not letting yourself have it all, you're not believing it's possible for you, consider that that's also part of your purpose for being here. Mm. Consider that that's part of your journey and that's part of your lesson in this lifetime. Like our lessons are a purpose too. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's, that's your mark to be here. Like she was such a gift to everybody else in the, in that program when she shared that. Because everybody believes that everybody was on that level for on some, you know, to some degree. So for her to share that was so purposeful and so vulnerable and so meaningful that she was actually living her purpose in her limitation. Yep. Was wow. Cool. wow. How ironic. Right. <laughs> I'm curious. Like what sometimes. I'm so curious about where I, I always am though. Like, what were the people around you? as a child, what did they do? What were their beliefs around money and getting paid and all that stuff? Like that's where I go always with this because totally. it, you know, 99% of the time it will correlate with what they've carried into adulthood. Um, and a lot of it is stuff she's probably, and a lot of us have had to unwrap and rework with what fits for us. I mean, I grew up with the belief that if you make your hobby, your job, you'll hate your hobby. That's what my dad always believed because he was so good at building computers, but he worked in a printing shop. And I was like, why don't you just build computers for people? You could, you could be making money and actually like what you do. And I was like 11. So what did I know? But he, I mean, obviously I knew more than he did, but he goes, well, then it's my job. And then I don't want to not like building computers. I'm like, it never made sense to me. It just did not compute. It didn't compute, but I never forgot it. I remembered it as I grew up and and so I, it definitely stuck with me, but I'm grateful that it never got so deep that I, it affected what I chose to do. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it did on some level, but I was able to work through it. And I think that's part of the work too, is recognizing what's not working for you and you make the decision. There we go with the decisions again to rework it, rewrite it and make it fit what you actually want to do. You know, totally. can, there's no rules in life, guys. We create our own rules. So once you get that down, you're good. <laughs> just, just. Be happy and find joy. And that's really all it's about. Yeah. 
But I think those are great places to look is like looking at your parents' belief systems and really digging into that for a lot of reasons right now, like your own worthiness, but also your beliefs around, you know, racism and anti-racism yeah. and yes. all the things that are, you know, very prevalent right now. And I just felt called to share that. Yeah. Everything that you're questioning, if you are, everything that you're questioning is something you need to decide for yourself because- mm. Just because you, just because we grew up in a certain society, oh God, this quote is so good. It is something I'm ad-libbing. It's your responsibility to become a better person than the society you grew up in or something. Like just because you get dropped in a certain uh, societal norm, it's still on you to make it better. It's still on you to be a better person. It's just, you, you can't just follow if it doesn't feel right. And we know what feels right, guys. Like if it feels wrong, it's wrong, period. So be better. And, and you know, going back to, that was with the anti-racism thing, which I think is so important that we touch on. Definitely be better, know better. I love how Lindsay's solution is just like, be better. I mean, but here's, here's where <laughs> that comes better. from. That comes from me knowing damn well that every human being knows innate right and wrong. We just do. There's no excuse. You know what's right and wrong. You know what it is. So be better. Yeah. Choose better. Make the thought what you actually, what will reflect light and what will reflect love and good and kindness. Um, I don't believe there's anybody who can walk and talk and has cognitive abilities that doesn't know right from wrong. If they are, they're a sociopath, and I don't think they're listening to our show. But if you are listening, <laughs> different audience. But I different think that's a perfect example of taking messy action because a lot yeah. of people are like, "I don't know what to say." Oh, yes. I show up like this is this Absolutely. is it. This is it. Be better. Take messy action. Like you know what's right or wrong, and yeah, do the thing. You don't have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. No one can do the exact right thing all the time but you can do some right thing. You can do one right thing. Yeah. yeah. And here's a question that's coming to me to present to everyone is like, if you're kind of in this space of wanting to know who you are, like what if instead of finding it out, it was just about like deciding, you know, like yeah. who do I want to be? And yeah. let's just do actions that are in alignment with that version of myself. And not just waiting your whole life. Like, who am I? Yeah. What do I want? Well, it's like, what do you want? Who do you want to be? Like, you are the one who gets to choose all those things. And that's where the empowerment comes and the whole self-empowerment bit. Yeah. Connection to your inner self, your higher self, the part part of you that knows, right? I always refer to it as the part of you that knows because we all have that higher wisdom. You're always connected to her, him, her, probably if you're listening to the show and all she's never going to just like fall into your lap and be like, Hey, I'm here now. Let's, what are we doing? You're going to have to ask questions. How would she handle this? What decisions would she make? If I knew what my higher wisdom was thinking, what would that be? If I knew the right decision from a higher place, what would it be? Just play with it. Ask questions, guys. We, we don't ask enough questions turning inward. We ask a lot of them turning outward but we need to ask more of that turn inward and really get to know the person that's been there the whole time, the person that knows you better than anyone, the person that loves you unconditionally has the answers. And we just need to turn in and just ask more questions. Sorry, I could go anywhere with this conversation. And I feel like there's so <laughs> sorry, many things that sorry. are spilling out. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. 
these are all very, very poignant and important things, uh, at least to mention, because if it falls on the right ears, I've done my job for the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say let's take this conversation over to the Patreon. So yes. Ashley, is there anything you want to share? Any parting words for our listeners before we head over there? What's your big message for the day? <laughs> oh, so much pressure. I know. I know. <laughs> no pressure. I want to just empower you to do, do the difficult thing. Whatever, like we all have something in our life that's difficult, a, a conversation, a feeling, an emo- like an emotion, like anything that feels difficult to you right now. I want to empower you to lean into that and to take whatever action that needs to be done or spoken or shared in order to move through it. Because if we, if it's not out there, it's within us. And the more we can move through whatever discomfort we're feeling, the more we can empower others to do that. And that's really, truly what the world needs. So, And you do really that. do practice what you preach because you did that yesterday. So I congratulations did. to you. <laughs> um, proud of you. No. <laughs> okay, that's guys. So message, yeah. it is perfect message. Ashley, where can people find out more about you if they don't know? Where can they learn more about what you do? Yes. So you can always find me on Instagram at manifest with Ash. I have a podcast called badass manifester podcast. And I also have a course called create your life on purpose. It's a course to connect you to your calling. So you can actually live your life on purpose with purpose and manifest what what you truly desire. So that is on demand on my website, manifestwithash.com. Yay. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thank thank you you for listening. This was an awesome, another awesome episode. And we are just going to continue the awesomeness over on our Patreon. So if you want to check out the extended version of this episode, just go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe. And I'm going to ask Ashley, what's the coolest thing she's ever manifested. So that's going to be a fun conversation over there. Ashley, get your answer ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.